Do you guys think I was frozen? Do you think no. my inter- do you think my internet fucking crapped out there? Check this one out. No, you're still your tongue is moving. Oh, Ew, don't. <laughs> it sucks. Now it you're sucks doing snake that- mouth. <laughs> It sucks that whenever I'm not talking, I flick my tongue <laughs> out of my mouth rapidly like a snake. That's what you're doing. You're like, oh, do I look frozen? <laughs> well, I thought maybe you th- I froze in a time loop or oh something. My God. Um, what is no. that move? Is that like a red hot chili pepper thing? Uh, do, I, you know, I got it is probably the most disgusting move a human being can make. Yeah. Th- this move? Uh, yeah. I feel like that vibe is bad. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. Is, do, we, no one knows what we just did because I forgot this is an audio recording. No, they know, they know, they know. They can hear, they can hear, they can understand. They hear this. <laughs> they know exactly, they know exactly where my fingers are. They know exactly what my uh, tongue is doing. Everybody knows. Doing that, yeah, doing that from the side of your car and yeah. people walking down the street is back. Yeah, that and is it, very back. It is back. We are, we are, we are. Fucking. If you could somehow do that in a like Shrek costume. Oh Man. my god! You are fucking talk about Johns. Am I've I've learned <laughs> what? Hey now, yo. Who's getting John? Di- who's getting John Dice out there? John Dice. John Dice. Who's who? Who? Who out there? Listens John to Dice. Guys? What is that? That's like a name of a court, <laughs> like a Dice? judge. That's a, that's a John pretty good Dice. Name. Justice actually, John Dice. Yeah, I gotta say that's a that's a. That's I went a to good John name. Dice University. Um, who out there? If I see some motherfucker with yellow eyes on the street, they're an I'm, alcoholic. My, my ass is booking it the other direction. What are you, a monster? Well, if they're Jesus. a baby, they got to be got put in an incubator. Really? I don't really yeah. get what that John happened to me is. when I was a baby. Wait, both jaundice. of you, you both of you had jaundice yeah, as we babies. Were, we're both leg babies. So you came out of that fucking thing. Well, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that way more. Yeah, respectfully. Wow. Please. So, the miracle of your birth happened, and your happened. mom looks- I like this. <laughs> what do you mean? It happened. Passive voice. Yeah. It's who's passive yeah. voice? Any subject there? So these beautiful little angels, or so they think, come crawling out like a damn little worm out of there. And, uh, and your, your mother, thrilled at this miracle, looks down and uh, looking up at her are just beady yellow eyes of a snake. No, 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 no. Everything else is yellow, too. <laughs> oh, really? You come out fully yellow. Yeah. Holy shit, I gotta look up Jaundice Baby. That's fucking crazy. Dude, if that happened to me, I see my wife, one of my wives pull one of that thing out, and it's fucking... All right, like, well, none of this is happening until you learn a more respectful way to refer to the miracle of birth. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm Liz. My name is Mr. Baby Formula. Ooh, that's a gross one. And we what? have with us <laughs> today... As uh, our pro- guest producer, Young Chomsky, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Baby Formula. Fuck, dude. Why did God. you do that? Yeah. What does that even mean? That's just, uh, just a little, just a little guy. Oops. Ooh. Hey. Wait. So, but are you, do you only, do you subsist on baby formula? Or What's are baby? you giving baby formula? Or are you a formula baby? 
What's baby formula? Oh my god. No. I have a formula for turning myself into just a widow baby. And oh my diaper's wet. Oh no, I need someone to change it for me. Did we ever do an episode? This is by the no, way, listeners. You have tried. Look, no, I'm not even gonna let you finish this. You have tried for about a year and a half. Look, the podcast isn't even three years old yet, and it's been over seventy-five percent oh, of the time it? that we've had this podcast. Brace has been trying to get me to do an adult baby diaper lover episode. Oh, <laughs> is that what it's called? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, ABDL. Oh, the, the podcast right. isn't three years old. Oh, the, neither am I. <laughs> Mr. Baby Formula. Such a, fuck, I got to work on my baby voice because that's just me doing a high voice. Um, by the way, the uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Uh, so I, I have, have to about, say, wait, by the way. I want to say you just out, you just double by the way. By I don't way. know if you did that because you, your video and your internet cut out, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But uh-huh. I feel like if we were to ever do that episode, which we will never will, stop sucking mm-hmm. your thumb. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to my safe space right now. <laughs> that what's his reaction? It to would trauma? have to combine your um, fantastic work, the leaps and bounds that you've made in. <laughs> accent work and british accent work because yes. in my head all the people involved in this little i don't know what it is fetish scene whatever it is are british like this is yeah. a very this is very much a, a british subculture where's me nanny where's me nanny <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean listen i've watched probably ten thousand hours of adult baby diaper lover i've never actually watched any like the sexy stuff they do i've all, i've only watched their clean material like their oh TikToks and their YouTube videos and shit. That shit, I got to be real with you. If you're listening to this and you're into that shit, that shit freaks me out. Don't like DM me and be like, I'm into this and I'm normal. I don't want to know about it. But I, I, we just need for one of them to like kill somebody so we can do an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the problem is, is that I'm yeah. sure that one has, but we need like, I, 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 we need a hook. There's going to the be a head of some progressive British NGO that actually Hug, does. Yes. And then we'll be able to do it. Yes. hundred per hundred percent. Or like, we'll find out that like some older gentleman with a political office is like, he's like, yeah, I'm, um, but if you're old, you can kind of just be an adult diaper lover. What percentage of sitting U.S. politicians are wearing diapers for fetish reasons and not age reasons? Do you think? That's a good. That's a good motherfucking question. Uh, I will go up and say one hundred. I mean, <laughs> Diane Feinstein shitting herself. No, daily, but that's right? that's age reason. I'm saying. I mean, yeah. for like you know, for pleasure. Yeah, for TikTok posting reasons. Uh, I'll say ten percent. <laughs> I'm going to say Rokanas in a diaper. Um. He's, uh, yeah, he, him, I'm going to say, what are some women? Um, I'm going to say, mm, who's Margaret lady? The fucking, Ooh. who's a freaky deaky lady everyone's always mad at. She looks all fucked up. She talks all fucked up. Uh, it's, this isn't her, but Lauren, Lauren Bobert, I think she's in a diaper there. Cause she seems, she's like a swinger, I believe. Or maybe the mm. other freaky lady is a swinger. Um, my question is how many are furries? Sorry, your your audio keeps cutting out with your video. And so it just was like paused for a really... No, it's not that. It's the internet. But uh-huh. so it just paused for a long time. And then it just cut to you going, furries. Yeah. So, <laughs> so well, I have no I, idea what I, you said. But <laughs> let's just go with it. 
All right. I, I shifted my computer two inches to the left, so hopefully that I'll be getting. Is this Young Chomsky? Give me a give me a nod or a uh, what's the other one? A shake. There needs to be another pithy or short word for when you anti nod. Um, and uh, give me like an anti nod or a regular nod if uh, if me closing other windows on my computer will make my internet better. He's delaying. He's giving me a shrug. Okay, third option there. Because I have about 500 gigs of ADBDL videos going. <laughs> ADBL? Ti- wait, ADBDL? I think I did that wrong. Adult. It, it sounds a- like a like civil rights litigation organization. And you know what? It should be. <laughs> it should be. Because let me tell you this, you try to get on a bus eat with a diaper, even though, even though, even though lots of people wear a lot skimpier clothing than that. Lots of people just wear a loincloth. Some people just wear a fucking thong out, a bikini. But I try to get on the bus wearing my shit, my but fucking cozy. Wear, these people wear them, these people, <laughs> they wear them under, under clothes, right? They're not yeah, but, yeah, but do babies? Mm, I don't think so. So these. I don't know. The last time you saw babies, <coughs> they absolutely do. They don't wear clothes, dude. Do they? What babies? They're like, they're, they're like a little man. Yes. Okay. All right. So as you can maybe tell from the audio, although I think for somehow we've been playing it off pretty well. Uh, my internet is going in and out now because I'm in a uh, sex worker hotel. You are now. For our listeners who didn't listen to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Brace is missing. He's on the... Well, he's not missing. I know where he is. Or mm-hmm. do I? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's on the lam. You're not... In, you're somewhere far, far away. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. So, uh, as many people know, there's a high-profile trial happening involving two people that I was pretty close to at one point. Mm. And some footage emerged of me having an M, 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 M... Uh, threesome uh, involved in this trial. And <laughs> okay, I don't know where I was going with that, but I do think it's really funny to describe having sex with a bunch of guys as like an MMMMM threesome. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, I, 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 as a lot of people know, that I dated uh, um, someone who's involved in some pretty high profile litigation right now uh, on the East Coast. Um, I was in a throuple type situation with her and somebody who also dated Grimes. So sort of like a love square thing. I gotta say, so I have not been paying attention to that trial because I, it, I don't know, it like annoys me and I don't want to look yeah. at their, they there's both have like also like puffy weird faces. Have you noticed that? Yeah. There's something unseemly about the way that people are paying attention something to Something unseemly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I can't. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. it, it sucks because I I wish I could get into it, and yet the whole thing just makes me feel icky and gross, and I don't want a part of it. You know what it is? I'll tell you. This is what it is. It's because, I mean, look, I haven't been paying attention to the details, but I'm gonna go ahead and say they're both guilty. That seems like a totally, like disaster, toxic, like just mm-hmm. so many levels of just awfulness and abuse on both parts to each other, yeah. like physical, mental, all that, just horrible, yeah. emotional. Um, but it feels like now you're dragging us into it with this trial. Like suddenly now everyone else is another sort of abusive, toxic party to your like weird, toxic relationship. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the even the trial itself is like a form of abuse to one another. Like they're now they're they're involving all this like litigation and stuff and this thing that they can't like they can't extract each other. Like they can't extract themselves from each other because they're still caught in these like cycles of abuse or whatever. Yes. I sound like a fucking Instagram infographic right now, but that's okay. Just hang with me. Um, but so it's like they're dragging us into it. And I gotta say, it's like I'm not gonna have a part in that. You're not pulling me in. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not going to be a part of this like you want me to. Like, you know, settle your business. Get me out of it. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And like, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. If you're at the point in the relationship, you're shitting in the bed. You're cutting off your other's fingers. You're doing, you're fucking and sucking in weird places. It's like, I don't want to know about this. I mean, I do think it's crazy. The one thing that I've read about it is that the ACLU pitched the like op-ed that this is all circled around to Amber Heard for if she would donate $3.5 million to them. And I got to say the ACLU, there's some, there's some wackajacks over there. Well, first of all, okay. One, why does the ACLU think that Amber Heard has $3.5 million to donate to the ACLU? Yeah. Two, why is the ACLU pitching all this and getting involved? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, what? Wait. I mean, that organization is a little woo, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, there's something, that's what I'm saying. I think there's just something weird about all of this and like the social media push. It's like very clearly like the algorithm has been gamed by so many people to like get like these little like snippets of like Johnny Depp laughs at the lawyer or whatever. Are you kidding? That is the, how are people, he is the corniest human being to ever exist. Look, I'm going to repeat what I've always said about Johnny Depp. And I think Uh I've said it on the podcast before, but I'm going to repeat it because I think it was a a while ago, which is that Johnny Depp is a hair actor. He just puts on different wigs and then acts like the hair. That's all he is. Interesting. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So perhaps yeah. for this for the trial, what he needs to do is find the wig of an innocent person, <laughs> and maybe he would have, you know, better luck. No, well, the problem with wigs, Liz. Check this out. This sounds like a bromide, brom, a bromide. Uh, <laughs> the problem with putting on wigs sometimes, Liz, is a wig could be snatched, mm. but real hair can't. That does sound like a whatever you wanted it to sound like. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, leave me out of it. I want yeah. no part. So you'll be called to the stand in several days uh, when, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm forced to take the stand as the third member of the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard triumvirate. I like the idea of that's why you're out of the country. So to be clear, because we've been talking around this, Brace is uh, out of the country. He's in oh, a yeah. unnamed location. Second <laughs> location. Poland. <laughs> you could be yeah. in Poland. Well, the internet isn't that bad. Oh my god! Um, no, no, I'm in. Um, so you, you know China? Mm, heard of it? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to solve it. To solve it? Yeah. What do you? What's the? What's the problem? You know, I well, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm oh trying to. I'm trying. Wait. I'm not trying to. I have COVID, right? And. I can mask it really well, and I got all these fake tests, and I flew into Shanghai, mm. and they ended up giving me a test at a checkpoint, and everybody loses their minds. So I've been in Shanghai for about 40 days now, and I caused a big whoopsie here. <laughs> uh, there is, 
I gotta say, the old Mia, brace, my bad. Mia culpable. Uh, there is. I did bring a very virulent and deadly strain of the COVID nineteen virus of the flu to uh, Shanghai, China, causing them to shut down many of their every apartment building in the city I am in. Uh, and I got to tell you, did not mean to do that, and I accept responsibility. No, I'm not in China. I am um, in a different country, which is called Africa. All right, so we're being cute. We're not going to say where Brace is because... All will be revealed. It's kind of fun. Don't tell them that. They get nothing. You get get what you get when you get it. Well, it'll help explain any kind of gaps in our schedule, but you'll find, you'll figure it out. Um, No, we're talking about, unfortunately, even though I'm in another foreign country, unfortunately, I have to talk about a different foreign country. Um. That's right. We are talking about the country that is made up solely of people named Philippe, and that would be the Philippines. You didn't <laughs> like that? You're smiling, though. I got it. I got it. That's a th- little, little piece of advice there, fellas. If you, uh, if you ever want to make a woman smile, just keep talking, and eventually she will. Oh, my God. I don't think that's right. That's a really good advice. There. Just <laughs> that's from, really from, bad from, advice. Especially if she's frowning. If oh you just God. if you just don't st- just never stop talking, she'll just she'll, that those 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 little cheeks will creep up. The dimples will appear, and you know what All happens right. when you see a dimple? You pour the water into it, and you take a swim. Okay. Well, no, Brace is right. We were talking about the Philippines election today because it happened not today, but just a couple days ago, and bam, just like we said, BBM Bong Bong Marcos mm-hmm. Marcos Jr., son of famed dictator marcos mm-hmm. <laughs> senior anyway he won in a yes. basically a total landslide i mean just flat out victory knocked it out of the park he made um trying to do a comparison to american politics he made donald trump look like stacy abrams don't does that work no yeah but in the- my head i just went to the gift that goes i'd like to see that yeah, I would like to see that. I would like, would I, like to I, see dude, that. I would pay probably ten hundred thousand dollars to see Stacey Abrams and Donald Trump have sex. <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. Could you imagine that shit? <laughs> Jesus Just see Christ. him in conversation. Oh my god! I remember but, my my idea for like celebrity death match, but it was yes. with um, Taleb and Nicole Hannah oh, Jones. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be so good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, to see them have sex Intellectual. Too? No, no, it's a debate show, not sex okay. show. Okay, well, if they need to have sex, they can they can use this hotel room. <laughs> um, so, Liz, BBM won the fuck out of this election. I, I think hate calling got, like, him that. I'm sorry. Can I know. Just call him bong bong? I keep no. thinking that it's BB that it's a BBL. Like I keep thinking that. That's we're what you're about thinking. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking of um, big beautiful man. Okay. Honestly, because um, do you know what a BB? De- no, we don't need to go into that actually. Um, but uh, yeah, he is. Uh, I gotta tell you, have you seen this guy? Bong Bong? Yeah, like yeah. pictures of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
probably the most boring looking human being in history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a empty plate at breakfast. Yes. And uh and for those for those of you who listen to this podcast regularly, like you should, um, we did an interview with a guy named Bonnie Ilagin. Uh, I don't know how long. I'm 14 days ahead of Liz right now. Yeah. Um, just in terms of time zones. <laughs> so it's actually, um, it's the 25th for me. Well, when you're that close to the Earth's core, it's actually, yeah. you're you're on a totally different time wave. So this podcast, as, as we're recording, I think it's been for you in like Earth core years. 25 mm-hmm. years. But for me, we're only running on like, you know, 20 minutes here. I Don't worry, ladies. I am trying to get you your baby formula. That's It's all down here. <laughs> I'm and, and, what does and that even this, mean? And, and, the, and what was my name? Baby formula? Baby oh. formula is going to find it for you. Um, so Fernand Marcos won by, I don't have the percents in front of me right here, but I think he won by over 15 million votes uh, for to, to his, his next competitor. Uh, and... It's it's pretty it's pretty extraordinary for a number of reasons. Number one, being that uh, you know the Marcuses, I think, are fairly famous to maybe a generation above millennial. What's mm. the next one? Gen X. Boomers. I think Gen, Gen X, X people. Yeah, Gen X people are pretty probably familiar with them, especially Mel the Marcos. There's recently a pretty uh, well-known movie. I don't know if that's the way to phrase that, but there was a recently a movie that made a lot of waves called The Kingmaker about her. Um, but uh, the family was was pretty famous for being the sort of like decadent dictatorship in the Philippines until they were for about from 1965 to 1986. There was about uh, 12 years of martial law. I think it was 12 years till 81, um, which, of course, Bonnie was uh, was a victim of. They looted the country tens of billions of dollars or 10 billion dollars. Um, and they they were they were basically kicked out in uh, a, a for a popular revolution in 1986. And then returned five years later. Yeah, they were flown out uh by the US. The US basically said, All right, fine. Yeah. We'll get you know, all right, we'll we'll end our support of you, but here, let's let's get you a ride on Air Force One to it wasn't yeah. actually Air Force One, but basically Air Force One to uh old Hawaii. Just mm-hmm. just right over right over there. Well, and they lived in exile for quite some time. Yes. They uh here's the thing. Anybody ever does a martial law, you just got to introduce them to the aloha lifestyle, baby. Oh pop, a lay, pop a lay over the neck. You're talking, oh, 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 you're a colonel in Greece? You're doing martial law? No, brother. Well, Greece, I'm like, you're already at the island, so I don't even know what you'd be mad about. But, um, yeah, so his family was over there for about five years. Uh, Marcos Sr. died, I think, about three years after they were they were flown out into exile, but none of the money was ever returned. There was a big court case, which I think we covered at the end of the Bonnie episode. Yeah, they they got like about three point six or three point four. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, billion back, but they say there's at least two and a half still out there that they claim is all in condos and land and paintings, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get it back. Um, but of course, the Marcos family has hit it very well. Yeah, and to be clear, this is the Filipino people's money, and I think it was really egregiously irresponsible to put it all in Luna coin. I mean, mm. that is just <laughs> that is just extraordinary. Um, but basically, the family is fabulously wealthy, and they, when they returned, I actually learned this tidbit recently from a book I was reading. Um, Amelda Marcos actually ran for president of the Philippines in '93, and Bong Bong didn't endorse her; he endorsed a different guy. Hmm. Um, 
Which that, is that's how toxic it was to at that that point to be yeah. kind of seen with the Marcos family, and yet how the tables have turned. Yes, yes, and so now, be- twenty years later, insanely popular dude, and yeah. also not because of not, or not in spite of his name, but because of his name. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of incredible because like when I I told my dad I don't know a couple months ago that that. Uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. was running for the Philippines. Yeah. It was favorite for president favor to win. He was like, wait, like the son of Marcos and yeah. indeed the son of Marcos. Um, and uh, the crazy thing is too, is it's like, all right, well, familiar names, people like familiar names. Um, you know, that's, we elected Hillary Clinton after Bill Clinton, George Bush, after mm. George H.W. Bush. Um, and the Filipino voters have followed in our footsteps by also electing Sarah Duterte as a vice president. Yeah, funny enough, no, she won <laughs> in an even bigger margin than Bong Bong did. Yes, yeah. Um, because they have to, they you know, they elect both president and vice president. They run kind of separately. And so you vote for, you know, you vote for different candidates. Although they had run on a kind of unity ticket together, though you kind of, you know, when you vote, you vote for them separately. Um, so yeah. she won by a, a massive, massive margin. She's very interesting. She's a, she's an interesting lady. You you said she's Duterte's daughter. Um, it's funny because Duterte had said that he was going to run for vice president, mm-hmm. and when that sort of was proving to be very un, like an unpopular idea, like even you know even with how popular the Dutertes remain, everyone was like, I don't think you should do that. I don't think it's a good idea. He was like, Oh, yeah. fine, 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 and then the daughter ran. <laughs> Get get my old fucking cow daughter up there. I mean, it's, that, that's the thing. I'm not going to mince words here. Sorry, Tater. Let me just say, she's a BB and then switch that M around. Oh, um, my God. And, uh, and I say that not to be, I mean, you know me. I love women. Uh, let's just leave it at that. But uh, – but she, when she was mayor of Davao City, which I think is like the one of the big, I know it is, it's one of the biggest cities in the Philippines, but I don't remember if it's the second or third. Um, much like her father, she be, she became mayor after him. Um, she actually, I was told this by by Vince Bevins, she uh, she used the official mayoral Instagram account, or she had like another one that was like connected to it to just post like big girls have more fun memes, um, which is, I mean. You gotta say, like, how horrible and repressive and like death squad filled the Duterte family is. Um, they're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so she, she has, you know, she sort of first gained a lot of notoriety, I think, internationally because, uh, there's a, a viral video of her punching a guy <laughs> that came out. Um, <laughs> uh, a sheriff, actually, uh, which is crazy because usually you can just take their fucking gun. Imagine, like, I'm trying to think of, like, in our con- like, imagine, like, Ivanka Trump, just like a video of her punching a dude going viral. She probably would get elected on that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's, a, I, I'm actually struggling to think. I remember there was some, there was some, like, congressman from Montana, I believe, who punched a Guardian reporter. Mm. Um, and who like complained about it, of course, on Twitter. And I gotta say, there has been like very little like punching in our government. I think yeah, it's for been quite a minute. A long- I feel like punching was or punching and kind of like slapstick, like the the verge where slapstick turns violent. You know that fine yeah. line. Oh yeah, that was that's a big uh, early aughts vibe 
which means yeah. it's coming back since everything from the aughts is coming back. So get ready for it. I think history diverged when that guy threw the shoe at George Bush. Mm. And it's like, if that had connected, we would have gone down a line where I things see. were normalized and we yeah. could do things like that. They and call instead, that the shoe effect. Yes, exactly. And instead we went down like the weird glitter bomb route where mm. it's like, but it, 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 I, I got to say like, one thing that politicians, and if you should learn this, this is a true on rule. You ever want to get your shit up in the popularity a little bit? Throw out a couple socks. Mm. Hit somebody. You know? You're running for city well, council? Yeah, I don't know. Be P- careful. Punch a judge. You're all good. You can't, It's not illegal. Judges, it's like D.C. There's like special rules. Now, Brace, I have a question for you. Because mm-hmm. you're up on this stuff a bit more than I am. So, Sarah, okay. This is what I was reading about was that basically so, uh, you know, anyone who's kind of followed a little bit of the uh, Philippines, you know, political situation with Duterte would know that like the U.S. and Duterte have kind of a, a let's say, frenemy relationship mm-hmm. that he was, you know, pretty, um, I, I'd say, like. I don't know, aggressive towards the U.S. or, you know, very like, you know, we're going to shut down some of these old trade deals. We're going to shut down some of these old military deals. And we're actually going to, you know, chill. Maybe we're going to chill with China. Maybe we're going to go hang out with that guy. Maybe we're going to go be more friends with them. And, you know, there were big development deals that the Philippines made with China. Uh, In particular, I think there was like some big bridge that they were building that was supposed to be a big... I don't know if it's even finished yet, but, you know, there's a big sign on the bridge that says, like, China aid for shared future with, like, you know, both their flags. And it's supposed Mm. to be this big symbolic thing. And it kind of pissed the U.S. off because as, you know, our American listeners would know, we've been in a pivot to Asia for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Um, But my understanding is that Sarah Duterte has been a lot more friendly with the U.S. Um, She was, she was actually, like, she had, or she's visited the U.S. on some kind of like leadership program, which is always that's, I love that term, the U.S. leadership program. And we then, love boom, leadership programs. Yeah, the 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 current the daughter of the current strongman president mm-hmm. in an American leadership program in 2020. Love to hear it. We love to see it. Um, but I'm curious if that you know this is maybe a harbinger of better relations with the U.S. What do you think? Well, it's 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 interesting because, you know, all right, I feel like the pivot to Asia, you know, actually, let's talk, let's spend the rest of the episode talking about if Russians are Asian. Do you want to, <laughs> okay, no? All right, we're not going to, so I mean, I Well, feel the like thing about the pivot, right, if you know anything about how pivots work, it's that you can go, whoop, whoop, you yeah, pivot once true. and then pivot sh- back. So yeah. if you're pivoting to Asia, you're pivoting from a point that you can pivot mm-hmm. back to. So and exactly, with, and with the proximity, you can kind of be like Russia pivot Asia, Russia pivot Asia. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, it's a pivot. You're like, hold just up, don't China. lift that foot. That's a treble. You're like, hold up, I got to give forty. One second, China, I got to give forty billion dollars to Ukraine. Can you just like do some lockdowns <laughs> or something so you don't do anything funky? Um, so yeah, so that is that has sort of been a big uh, question mark during Duterte's rule because he is a check this out mercurial sort of gentleman. Ooh, little ooh, a little trickster. Yes. Whose humors are uh, are, <laughs> are 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 want to go askew at the slightest breeze. He's got to well, check this. Mhm. Wait. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this right. No, that's a good point. <laughs> well, check this. Mercury just went into retrograde. 
bam, look at that. And that is our political analysis <laughs> of, of actually all of Asia. No, you know, it's so, true, though. <laughs> so, I mean, there is, of course, Philippines is, you know how it's a bunch of islands? Mm. Most islands... An archipelago, own, if you will. Yeah, but almost all islands in the world are in a body of water. Mm. And uh, the body of water that the Philippines in is in the Pacific. And in the Pacific, on sort of the left side, if you're looking at a map that's made in the U.S., but like towards Asia, mm. is the South China Sea, where ah. there's a bunch of... You know what? My thing with this... Oh, there's a bunch of islands there. I'm going to finish that point before I interrupt myself and give my solution to this. Um, there's a bunch of islands there, and those islands are hotly contested. Uh, China has... Um, I got to be real with you. They have the rights to a lot of those islands. I mean, looks like it's in the Chinese fucking zone there. Um, but uh, that is... The Americans do not want that. To, no, they don't uh, like to, that. They don't like that. And my dad's actually obsessed with these islands, not out of any sort of geopolitical, um, I guess a little bit, but like he, I think he's just sort of fascinated because some of these islands aren't even visible during the day because of the tides, but there'll be like a tiny little piece of rock that'll like, you know, poke out of the sea. And the the Chinese have built basically like bases on a lot of these. Mm. Um, They're extending their footprint into the water, much like Jesus Christ. Uh, And there is, uh, there is a sort of, I believe a, a a desire within the U.S. military hierarchy to basically put our forces back into the Philippines, or if barring that, to really integrate our forces more with theirs, because that would be our launch pad for China, and that would sort of be okay. You guys have these fucking islands. Well, look, we have this giant, you know, basically huge ally with a military and an air force and a navy right at your fucking doorstep. Um, yeah, and that was what was so key, right? Because during Duterte's uh, reign, I don't know why I That's said good. that. Hey, I don't hey, like if, that. If, we're, if the guy's a strong man, we're doing reign. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those regime posters. They got to stop fucking posting with that. Um, no, but he pulled out of a very key military alliance with the U.S., and this was a big, this is a big fucking deal. Now, he's since like reinstated that, I think, right before his yeah. departure. Um And, of course, the Philippines has historically, I mean, that's like what the, look, the U.S. is basically always, it was a former colony. They've always owned the U.S., right? I mean, they, what they went to war over it with the Spanish, but they really just bought it from the Spanish. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they killed, uh, I think, 200,000 to a million Filipinos at the early, in the, the, the first years of the 20th century. And then from, I think, like 1901 to about 19, I think, like 50, it was pretty much a direct uh, U.S. colony, um, especially, especially in the early years. Um, and uh, sorry, there's someone with a walkie-talkie outside my room, but I, it's, I assume it's something to do with the sex hotel. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was basically a directly, a directly administered U.S. colony for a while. And then a just regular kind of colony where we had a bunch of people there. Douglas MacArthur was there. And then World War II, occupied by the Japanese for two years. And then MacArthur returns takes over the country again, and then we let them have their little freedom a few years later in return for 10 billion CIA agents coming to the country and killing anybody who wanted actual independence. Um, and uh, Marcos was a, a strong ally uh, during that period, and uh, th- during that period actually you know, contributed troops to the Vietnam War, um, but it is, uh, it is a relationship that has been very, very, very close. We had a ton of military bases there, uh, total impunity for our troops there. And um, 
due to popular demand in the Philippines, those bases were eventually kicked out. And now I think uh, there are several parties that are regretting that deal. So, I mean, for a while, it looked like uh, Duterte really was like, I mean, he's, he's really tried to play China and America off each other, which is, you know, his right to do. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> so there actually was a pretty large military exercise over there in 2021 um, with, uh, with, I think, around 8,000 U.S. troops, uh, you know, doing combined exercises. I, I'll call them Estonia-style uh, <laughs> <laughs> exercises. Um, and, uh, and there are, um, I think in that country, uh, quite a few U S advisors on how to fight, um, the, the various rebel factions that are at work within the country. Um, and so of course the CIA is also very present, but it is, um, Duterte is, is, I mean, he was all over the place. And so I think with Bong Bong coming in, I, I I'm assuming, I mean, he's not allowed to come to the U S actually. Um, because he didn't pay a large settlement that he owed to victims uh, that he was mm. ordered to in court. And so he's actually legally barred from entering the United States. I'm kind of genuinely curious to see how that's going to play out. I mean, he hasn't made very bellicose statements. But maybe that's what Sarah's for, right? Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. what's so interesting to me is that, because you and I were talking about this last night when we were talking about the episode, was that you know he basically ran on, you called it vibes, which oh, I want yeah. you to explain. But... But also, like, I mean, he hasn't really run on any kind of actual, like, policy platform, or he hasn't really said anything um, about what he's going to do. Yeah. And I wonder if he's supposed to be kind of, like, the vibe leader, and mm-hmm. then you have Sarah, who's really going to do kind of more of the nitty-gritty diplomatic and kind of, like, you know, real legislative work or whatever. I saw that she's going to be head of the Department of Education, I believe, which is a little scary, Yeah. Um, considering, you know how hollowed out education in the Philippines is. Um, but yeah, you said that Bong Bong basically ran on vibes. What do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's very difficult to find out anything to do with Bong Bong Marcos's actual platform. Mm-hmm. Like if you even Google like Bong Bong Marcos policies, uh, you will find next to nothing. Like literally it, it is pretty difficult to find any sort of detailed policy proposal. And I'm not, listen, you guys know me. Listen out there. Not a policy guy. I do think that, like, I'm like, you rule by diktat, um, except from a left-wing type perspective. Uh, but uh, but it's really, I mean, there's there's almost nothing out there. His, his commercials aren't about, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to build this, I'm going to do this. It's like the last one I watched uh, was a song, and then a girl being like, this is our new future. And then that was basically it. Mm. Uh, there, was, there was nothing whatsoever in there. Uh, not even like a really a strong like message. I, didn't, I I couldn't understand what was going on. But his whole thing with the unity with uh, Sarah Duterte. I mean, you know, her father, the current president, has literally accused Bong Bong of being a drug addict. Because mm. I gotta say, you watch videos of the man; he's tweaking. He goes, "Oh, like, really?" He, you know, the jaw thing that tweakers do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the jaw thing. Oh, I don't man. know if he's actually is, but. He does the jaw thing. Our, um, yeah, the first president to be elected on ketamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, yeah. in a K-hole all the time. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, actually, I can't, I can't go to work today. I'm actually, uh, I'm in the Lower East Side. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll get there eventually. No, but uh, he, um, you know, he, he, Duterte was like really just against him at certain points, and then they made some kind of fucking deal. I'm sure yeah. there was a lot of money in there. And after that, it became all unity, all good vibes. You know, we need these families in there and we need to like, we need to just all chill out. And why don't we let history take its course? And that's been a big thing. Um, you know, one of the big, uh, I guess, detractions you could make against Bong Bong Marcos is the fact that his father was the dictator of the country and stole billions of dollars from it. And what Bong Bong Marcos would like you to have you believe is that like, actually, it's all chill. Stop being such a bitch. And like... <laughs> I didn't, you know, he did that shit. He did the good stuff, but all the bad stuff is fake and you shouldn't pay attention to it. And it's, it's, I gotta say, by his use of social media, worked insanely well. Yeah. It's interesting because it's true that I don't think anyone really knows what he's gonna do as president. I was reading, um, you know, you mentioned the families. This is something we talked to Bonnie about that, that the Philippines is basically governed by, uh, I don't know, four, five, six different big yeah. families um, yeah. in the sense that they actually governed in that they're governors, right? Like yeah. they, and then um, I think it's like there was like four of the five governor positions are held by like these different like family dynasties that I'm just sure, keep yeah. electing new members of the, of the families. Um, and I was reading this interview with one of them uh, Gwen Garcia, who's actually, uh-huh. she's the governor of Cebu. Is that how you say it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, It's like, it's, um, I think it's like a, it's an island where a lot of people go and take pictures for Instagram. Yeah. It's like a huge tourist. Like there's a bunch of old, like Spanish, I don't know, castles like, and, and like shit like that. around there. Yeah. 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 And you know, like water parks and there's probably casinos. I don't know, but maybe, um, just that kind of situation, but she, yeah. they call her the iron woman, which I thought Ooh. was very like, oh. And she ended up smelter. Yeah. She, (laughs) she endorsed both Sarah and Marcos Jr. Bung Bung. Um, Mm -hmm. And her father was part of the opposition to Marcos Sr. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been really kind of crazy to watch like the news kind of come in. Cause I, I, I've read a lot about this and like a lot of people who were even against Marcos in the 1980s, his father have actually signed on to, to Bong Bong. And I, you know, I think, it's it's difficult to really discern why. I think a lot of it has to do with money. Um, you know, he has a lot more money than a lot of Filipinos, including a lot of rich Filipinos. Mm. And uh, you know, the, there's there's a certain um, there's a certain way to dole that out. You know, that that'll make that'll neutralize an opposition. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, Duterte himself was was an anti was anti Marcos. I mean, he was part of the student movement, and it's just sort of been like. You know, and, and and lest we forget, the population of the country did engage in a popular revolution against his father and against the dictatorship. Um, and that same population, although I think it does, you know, bear bear saying that a lot of the a lot of the voters, I think the majority of voters actually were not alive during the dictatorship at this point. But but a huge amount of people who were alive during the dictatorship and who did oppose the dictatorship have now sort of forgotten or let those memories kind of like fall into a um i don't know what to call it but it's it's all confused now and and kind of like this historical memory has really faded right and been replaced by this like kind of this 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 propaganda about a golden age Mm. 
Yeah, I was reading that a lot of the kind of families, you know, these governors, they basically had voted for Duterte and kind of like pushed Duterte to implement a kind of like U.S. style federal structure because mm-hmm. what they wanted was to regionalize everything where they could then control their area, have more control over their areas to impose their own taxes. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's really what it was about. And make kind of like local decisions. And Duterte didn't, even though he said he would. And I think that a lot of this support is in the hopes that that Bong Bong will actually go forward with that, which would yeah. only further entrench these families' powers, right? We've talked, we talked about with Bonnie, the kind of like, you know, the Philippines, even post-revolution, I mean, especially post-revolution, but it's, it's pretty much stuck in this kind of like feudal, feudalistic, yeah. capitalist stage of yeah. development. They haven't fully progressed into kind of like a national capitalist development. Yeah, it's crazy. It is like really for real semi-feudal. Like there are actual like large landlords and there's like tenant farmers. And like yeah. it's, it's. I mean, I think 75% of the population are peasants, which I think bears because a lot of the politics kind of go down in the big cities or in the provincial capitals. But I mean, most of the population, the vast majority are peasants. And um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's fuck. I think it was like. I read somewhere, oh Christ, I'm probably going to get the numbers um, mixed around, but it's like a fifth of congressional seats are now controlled by four families. Yeah, like, that sounds right. It, it's, it's, it's totally absurd. I mean, 267, I'm saying that off the top of the head, no notes, but I think that's the right number. Um, a family is actually controlled like something like 80% of the national positions in the mm. country, which is so crazy. And it's like, yeah, like what you say, but the federalism is like, I mean, I think people who might not have otherwise supported him probably or who maybe would. But, you know, it's really just like trying to extract this this big favor so that they can kind of rule their mini fiefdoms much more directly. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, then there's a shit ton of corruption. I mean, the 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 persistent poverty and the massive, massive inequality oh, are yeah. are just, you know, it's it's really obscene. I think it's like close to it's like. 25% of Filipinos live below the poverty line, which there means about $200 a month for a family of five. That would be the poverty line in the Philippines. And that's a quarter yeah. of the country. And, you know, to bring it back to the election, I think a lot of the people see, I mean, I don't think that it really was an election solely. I mean, it's not like there was really anyone running on these economic problems, but the kind of people's power movement lost a lot of legitimacy in their failure to really erase these kind of gaps in inequality, right? And now, I mean, the, the situation with the Filipino economy is, it's it's interesting. It's had one of the better recoveries of, mm-hmm. it, you know, in Asia since COVID, but it has rapidly rising, and I think one of the fastest rising rates of inflation, which just means that people are getting you know, poorer and poorer as their money is worth less and less. Um, and with, you know, global food prices rising, it's going to get even, even harder. In general, the economy, you know, it, it relies so much on remittances and yeah. that it's, you know, we talked about this before, but its biggest export is labor, right? Oh yeah. Nurses, and, especially. Yeah, nurses, nannies to mm-hmm. fucking Shanghai and Beijing and Singapore and, yeah. um, you know, Kuwait. call centers are huge, right? Yeah. Um, and also, you know, construction workers to the Middle East. 
So there's still those traditional kind of industries like farming and fishing, but but really it's the remittances that bring a lot to 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 the national economy. So that yeah, the over, the issue with overseas workers has actually been a huge problem over there um, during during COVID because a lot of people had to come home, and so they they go back to the Philippines and they're forced to be subsistence farmers essentially, like yeah. people who had been nannies or whatever in in like in Singapore, like you said, now have to live kind of on the outskirts of big cities and like farm just in literally to eat. Um, it's 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 been a it's been a huge problem. And Duterte has sort of made a lot of. Um, he stood to try to stand up for them in some ways, or has made rhetoric about standing up for them in some ways. But like Bong Bong Marcos is so even far removed, more further removed than Duterte from any of that. That um, that I have I have no idea what the situation is going to be. I, I could see God. Uh, it's if Brock Pierce, I'm sure, is fucking rubbing his little hands together, thinking maybe I can get them to adopt this. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, the the economic situation, despite the recovery, I think it's pretty dire. There's also been the issue of schools have been closed uh, over there for two years now because of up. COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. Oh man, two full years of school closures, um, colleges, all all schools, and and so, you know, that's also going to set a lot of people back pretty far because the internet is not great over there. Uh, you know, I think it's got one of the it's got the highest social media use. I think in the mm. world of any country, but I think it's got some of the worst internet in all of Asia. Um, mm. And so it is, uh, which is a really strange sort of combination. Oh, it's like it got the least, uh, I think coverage of the internet, but, um, mm. but yeah, I mean, it, it is, it is, it is a country that is, has, has been looted. I mean, $10 billion in the 1980s would have gone a long way. Now, like you said, I think because of the, the failures of the liberals of the liberal opposition to, uh, to him of, of the sort of like the Edsa, the block, you know, the people who overthrew him in the 1980s, you know, their failure to actually really bring many reforms to the table has, has really led to this point. And I think this election was really, I mean, his his next opponent was Lenny Robredo. I don't even know if we'd mention her at this point, but it was a very Hillary. Not Clinton-esque. a lot to yeah, not yeah. a lot to mention there. I mean, there was a lot of like two twenty sixteen type slogans. Um, this sort of like very loving kind of like you know, let's go get him. This bad guy campaign and just totally fell flat in the face of of Bong Bong and, and Sarah Unity. Yeah, it's a big year for elections, right? We we just had the French we just had the French election, um, mm. where we watched with bated breath Monsieur Macron take it again, which obviously is going to happen. We um, watched we watched with bated breath as the snails. Oh my god! Into my mouth. <laughs> Macron is like anti gourmand. He's the most he's the most like non gourmand French person I've ever seen in my life. He's banned ultra veal. <laughs> You've, this is a different gourmand voice. Yeah, I, my throat's a little, all sore. Oh, he's 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 banned ultra veal. No, I think that's different too. What, the traveling what, gourmand. The traveling. Uh, no, wait here. I've I've locked oh, into it. it. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, well, uh, my problems with Macron. No, that's not right either. Fuck, dude, gourmand. All right, dude, what I'm if we gonna, lost the gourmand? I can't. I, I, no, it's just been, it's very late where I am. I, the gourmand, I'm, and I'm, frankly, I'm not hungry. 
There it is. But you know, it's also there's a you know there's the Brazilian election also in the fall in October, mm-hmm. um, which will be a big election as Lula is running against Bolsonaro. And there's a you know not to compare the two with the Philippines, but there is a similar dynamic where the failures of the PT, which are numerous and vast, mm-hmm. <laughs> has sort of enabled. Um, you know, as basically, it's the same story throughout Europe, right? The kind of collapse of legitimacy of the the liberal, socialist liberal, however you want to say it, social democratic parties post-Cold War has really, you know, has not done anyone any favors on the left. No, no, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there's also some some similarities, a lot of similarities between Bolsonaro and Duterte. Or Duterte, again, wow, sleepy, sleepy, sleepy boy, sleepy little little guy podcasting here, uh, Bolsonaro and BBM. I mm. think there's a lot of similarities between them too. I mean, not the least of which is being like, Hey, remember martial law kind of rocked, right? <laughs> Well, let's. Uh, well, I'm, Brace, so, I'm so tired. I know the, you know it, you're in space time. Yeah. Have you seen it's, that movie? What's the movie with Sandra Bullock where she's like, ah, she's lost in space. She's like, I'm lost in space. Gravity. Thank you. Gravity. Yeah, gravity. gravity. That's where you are. You're in that little. You're in a little pod in space, floating no, I, around, waiting for George one, Clooney to reach out. What's the one where they got the old people? And they're like, is that Cocoon? Is that- On the beach? No. The, no. Cocoon, dude. Young Chomsky, I know you fucking know this. Cocoon. Cocoon. Okay. Well, Young Chomsky just chatted a question mark. So. All right. I'm looking up Cocoon movie. Yes. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Uh, yes. Cocoon. So, listen. Cocoon is a movie about a bunch of old people who get put into cocoons. And I can't remember what... What the fuck kind of word is cocoon, anyways? But that's a uh, fun word. It's yeah, I really cocoon. like that one. But uh, yeah, cocoon. I I can't remember exactly what happens in it. Mm. But I I did see it when I was a kid, and I gotta tell you that shit rocked my world. I, so I'm in the cocoon right now, um, and uh, I gotta tell you it's fucking crazy up here. Do you know that we have where I'm at? We have a Tesla Model Seven here. Wow. That's it's, how far in the future you are? It's so crazy. Every time I want to fucking drive one set one to five miles, I just toss in a fucking Luna coin, which, by the way, are in abundance here and worth a lot. And uh, my little my little NFT comes up on the screen, and I just fucking zoom down the street. Bam, hit a person. Bam, hit a person. Bam, hit a person. I've killed probably 300 dogs in the past week just in my fucking Tesla Model 7 in Cocoon, where I live now. <laughs> My name is Brace. I'm Liz. We are, of course, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky. And this has been True Anon. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.